Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on this afternoon. And yes, I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? Glory to God. He is so worthy to praise. He is greatly to be praised. And yes, for those that do not know, I am still lit and fired up from Holy Convocation that we came out of on Sunday. <laughs> Glory to God. And so, y'all, on today's Tell It Like It Is Tuesday, I wanted to do a part two to overlook by man, but anointed by God. Overlook by man, but anointed by God. If you have not seen part one, part one, you need to scroll back up. If you're on Facebook, if you're on my I Am Worth It podcast, you need to go down to that uh, episode so you will know kind of where I'm coming from. But yes, overlooked by man, but anointed by God. And so on today, again, we're going to continue what I was talking about. And I want to add this phrase is, God is going to change your life so much. God is going to change your life so much that it is going to be unbelievable at first sight. God is going to change your life so much that it is going to be unbelievable at first sight. Glory to God. Glory to God. Y'all need to get excited about this word, I'm telling y'all. And so I'm going to go over the two definitions of overlooked and anointed. Now, overlooked means fail to see, look past, miss, ignore. Anointed means chosen by God, set apart. For a specific holy purpose, God's presence is with you and his favor rests upon you. So you need to understand what I'm talking about on today. So we're going to visit the story of one of the ones that I really cherish and I really glean from his life. His name is Paul. His name is Paul. And so just so you'll know, like Paul was an apostle in the Bible, but before he became an apostle, he was persecuting the church. And let me uh, make this clear. He thought he was doing the right thing. He was a very religious, uh, devout person. And he really thought that he was doing the right thing. But he was actually persecuting the saints, you know. And so on this particular day, before he was converted to apostle, um, God had to knock him down. And I can see God doing that today. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I'm telling y'all, if if you are doing some things that is not right in your life and you think it's right, God is about to visit you on today. God is about, and it might not be this day, but God is going to visit you and let you know that he is God and he wants to change your life for the better. And so anyway... This is before he was converted. So Saul, uh, Acts 9, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager. He was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in 
chains. So he wanted to arrest him. He was going to Damascus to arrest him some saints. <laughs> okay. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? See, he thought he was doing right, but he wasn't. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus. I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. And I'm telling you, sometimes you, all the time, you need that life-changing experience because preachers just keep preaching, teachers is teaching, and it looks like, like, wait a minute, they showing you in the word of God that you're going the wrong way. Stuff, even stuff might be happening to you to show you that you're going the wrong way, but yet you steady ignore it. So sometimes God really have to slap you down so you can see the light from heaven and so he can begin to speak to you. Because a lot of times when we go on, go on, go on, doing what we want to do, got our health, got our strength, got things going well, we act like we don't realize that we're going against God's word. But you are. And so Saul, Saul had to get knocked down to the ground so he can see up, so he can look up and see Jesus. This is, this is Jesus. You are persecuted. I'm going to tell you on that. That is Jesus that you are sinning against. It's Jesus. And whatever reason that you say you're doing it for, you still sinning against him. And I had to realize that at one time in my life, 13 years ago or more, like, wait a minute, Takia, what are you doing? And God, God bought me, God allowed, I'm going to say God allowed me to get so low that all I could do was cry out to him because I seen myself about to die. I seen if I didn't get myself together that the devil was about to kill me. And so God had to make that thing known that, first of all, you are sinning against me. Second of all, the devil hates you and he's about to kill you. He's about to take you out. And so I had to have that come to Jesus knockout moment where I was able to see God for who he really was and my savior, my deliverer, the love of my life, my comforter. This is who he is. So why, why am I working against him? And I didn't never think of it as working against him. It just was like, okay, I left the church. I'm in my own world. I'm doing what I want to do. But see, it was always before oh, mm, before he formed me in a belly, he had called me and ordained me and set me apart for a particular holy purpose, anointed. And I didn't, I didn't know. And so it's like, I'm always doing everything I want to do. But he had called me for a specific purpose. And so I couldn't get... He didn't allow me to get too far. And when I did go, the go, when I did do, it was like, okay, nope. Now I got, I, I got to make her see me. <laughs> and he did. He got my attention. And it was such, and like I said, it was in such a way that I knew he loved me. 
I knew he loved me. And what I always, like, it always comes to my mind and it brings tears to my eyes so many times. First of all, when I think that I sinned, all the sins, like, that I sinned against him for years, it brings tears to my eyes that I disobeyed him and just thought I was just doing what I wanted to do. But it it's sin. It was against God. And he didn't want me to live that life. And it really hurts me that I did that because I was actually living for the devil and not him. Every time I say, it hurts me. But then another thing that I remember is when I was in sin, how he sent people and he spoke through people to help me to come back, to help me to see the light. And even when I was in a hospital, I was with child. You know, I was in the hospital with child. Mind you, I'm not married. He sent my uncle all the way from North Carolina to speak a word in my life. And I will never forget that. He sent other people along the way, along the way that went through similar situation that I did to let me know that I can come out. God's love is real. So we have no excuse to stay in sin. No excuse, because he will bring you to yourself, but you have to choose, you have to choose to walk in the light. You have to choose to walk in the light and not make excuses for your sin. Don't pet yourself in your sin. Don't get around people that is going to pet you in your sin, because you can come out of sin on today. Glory to God. I'm going to go on. But anyway, he told, Jesus told him from heaven, get up. And go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless. The men with Saul stood speechless, but they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. They saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. Woo, all working out in the plan of God. You be thinking that, oh my gosh. Can it get any worse? But this was working out for his good. He was struck blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now, there was a believer in Damascus called Ananias. The Lord came to him in a vision, calling Ananias. So don't, God is still speaking today. Glory to God. So God about to talk to his man's servant. Okay. God spoke to uh, Ananias in a vision. And he said, yes, Lord. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street. How ironic. <laughs> Not really ironic, but this is all in the plan of God. Uh, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. Because... <laughs> Oh, I love the word. See, I just get joy in reading the word. Look, God was straightening Saul out for a great work. Okay, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. See, I'm telling y'all, God know how to get your attention. He ain't trying to do nothing. He know how to get your attention and bring you down to your knees again to where the only thing you can do is look up and call on his name. Hallelujah. And so, <laughs> go over the straight street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. 
I he is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias. See, he God will speak to you. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. See? <laughs> the same believers that he was arresting and wanting to kill is the same believer that's going to have to lay hands on him so he can receive his sight. God is deliberate. God is intentional. Glory to God. And so I'm telling y'all. And then as we see, Saul was speaking to, I mean, God was speaking to Saul and God also spoke to his believer. So when they met up, everybody know what's going on. Glory to God. See, God is so intentional. God is so intentional. And so, and then, so then it say, but Lord, explain Ananias. I've heard many people talk about the terrible things that this man has done to believers in Jerusalem. So he like, wait, like you want me to go heal him? Like you heal him through me uh, as if God didn't know who Saul was and what he was doing. We, we as humans, we can be a little bit out of our mind like God don't know. So it's like, that's why I'm saying even with us as being believers and disciples and soldiers on the army of the Lord, if God is telling us to go into a neighborhood that is infested with drugs and all of this, drugs, drugs, de drug dealers, gangs, shooting, violence. If God calls us to do that, it ain't no but Lord, because Lord, the Lord Jesus already know the situation. He's telling you to go in. He got you covered. So we as saints, we can't be no punks in the army of the Lord. We are soldiers. We got to go where God sends us to go because it don't make no sense. Now, Satan don't need to be taking over our neighborhoods and communities while we send back talking about, but Lord, this. No, Jesus, he already know God looks high, sits low. He know what's going on in every neighborhood. He know the heart of the people. He know the heart of the people. So we can't sit back there and just be like, no, because see, salvation is for everybody. And these, the worthy ones that you think is just so violent and all of this, they might be violent, but God might be speaking to them in dreams and visions. So if he tells you to go, you go because salvation will come to that neighborhood. Salvation will come to that house that day. Glory to God. So if God tell you to go, Lord, here am I, send me. Okay, Lord, help me. Because I'm telling y'all, we got that spiritual armor on that they can't even see. And he will give us the power to go in and minister to the people. Glory to God. I'm going to go on. But Lord, explain Ananias. I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. <laughs> And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest anyone who calls upon your name. The same name. The same name that he's about to get healed. That he's about to get healed in. Woo, glory. He is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go. But the Lord said, go. For Saul is my chosen instrument. Saul, chosen, anointed, 
same thing. Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. And I'm telling you, I don't even have time to go into that part, but Paul actually is going to do exactly what he said. If you read, read more in the New Testament, oh, he's going to suffer for the name of Christ. But see, God already, oh, glory. God already had equipped Paul with that boldness and, and just every that resilience that he needed to continue to do the work of God. So even though he suffered many things, he still didn't bow down to the devil. He went through it. He suffered. He kept preaching. He kept teaching. He went through it for the cause of Christ. And he was bold with it. Ooh, every time, ooh, I love the stories of Paul. He was one bold man, just like he was bold and arrested the believers before he got converted. After he got converted, he was bold in telling the people about God, about Jesus, glory to God, about how he changed, how Jesus had changed his life. Woo! Glory to God. I got to go on because I'm going ahead of myself. So Ananias went and found Saul. Ananias went and found Saul, okay? He laid his hands on him. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly. See, Paul had to believe because it wasn't them scales when it fell off. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. So now Saul had become a part of the family of God. He can now see. And so I'm about, I'm telling y'all some of the things. Oh, glory. Some of the things, I'm going to say this again. When he laid his hands on him, Ananias said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, he have sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm telling y'all right now, some things, and again, that you might be going through right now. <laughs> <laughs> is done so you can turn back to God or so that you can turn to God. Some of these sicknesses that you might have and you you are not doing the will of God, God has gotten your attention and he wants you to turn back to him. It's time. If you see me on today, it's high time to give your life to God or give your life back to God because he's calling you he is calling you you're not gonna have no peace you're not gonna have any fulfillment until you turn back to God or until you just turn to God you're looking for love in all the wrong places you're looking for peace in all the wrong places you're looking for joy in all the wrong places you can't see clearly and sometimes it might not be a natural sight. I'm talking about a spiritual sight. You can't see clearly until you allow God to lay his hands on you and change you from the inside out. It's time to come. It's time to come back to Jesus on today. 
after he laid his hands on him, the scales fell off and he ate because he couldn't even eat. <laughs> he didn't eat. And he, he ate and he gained his strength. He gained his strength. It's time to turn to Jesus on the day. All right. Now, <laughs> let's see what's going to happen to old brother Saul. Going with the, um, going to the, uh, believers. Saul, stay with the believers in Damascus for a few days. <laughs> and immediately, I see when God changed your life. That's why when people be saying, I'm saved, <laughs> I just got saved, I had a Holy Ghost. And the next day, you're not even excited about God. You're not telling people about God. You're not telling people about your testimony. I'm not saying you're trying to tell them about, you know, like Bible stories or whatever. No, you're not excited about telling people about your testimony of how God had filled you with the Holy Ghost, about how God came into your life and changed you. Uh, I don't understand those kind of people because soon as, soon as Saul Saul got got empowered with empowered by the Holy Ghost. He immediately began preaching. Now this was his anointing. This 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 is what God anointed him to do. But your your gift might not be that what God wants you to do. But I'm saying you're not even telling people about your testimony about how God saved you, how He cleansed you, how He changed your life. No, you need to go back to the altar, cause brother Saul. But anyway. When brothers, when this happened, immediately he began preaching about Jesus. It said he stayed with the believers a few days, and then immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is indeed the Son of God. <laughs> Brother Saul, before conversion, he wasn't saying that. He wasn't convinced. And he was trying to kill the believers that were saying this. But look at God. See, this is why I'm saying you can't count nobody out. You can't get nobody. I mean, they might be doing some horrible things. Saul was doing some horrible things. When you trying to kill believers, saints, that was horrible. But God, God changed his life, turned his life around. Now he preaching that Jesus is the son of God. So I'm telling you, some people got to go through a dramatic experience. Paul got, Saul got knocked down, the light shot on him, he went blind, he couldn't eat, all of this just to get his attention to turn to God. And so God can do his work through him. Sometimes people got to go through that experience. And that's why I'm saying, don't be standing, don't be standing in the way of God, because some things God is deliberately letting happen to some folk until they wake up and see that he is God. Glory to God that he saves, that he delivers, glory to God. And so don't be messing, no, don't mess, mm -mm. don't mess with God's work when God is working with somebody. Mm -mm. Let God do his work because they need salvation. And so don't be trying to make it comfortable for them while they in sin. No, 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 no. They need to look up and see God. Because again, like I said, people coming to them, talking to them, doing all of this. They ignoring them or they may hear them, but they still ain't changing. So sometimes God got to do some drastic things like he did to Saul so they can look up and see that Jesus is God. He's a savior. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. Um, so we're going to go. He immediately begin preaching about Jesus in the synagogue saying he is indeed the son of God. 
Oh, Lord, Lord, I thank you for going the distance with me, Lord, just to show me your love. He is indeed the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man? Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem? This is what they're going to be saying about some of y'all. This is what they, I know this is what they said about me because I told y'all, I think on the first, the first episode, uh, the front part one or some, somewhere else that I was mean in part of one of these episodes. I was mean, I was hateful, I was selfish. Um, and I didn't even, uh-uh, I didn't, I wasn't friendly. But when God changed me, when God did a work through me, like now I'm just like a nice, happy, joyful person, giving person. And it's just, it just comes natural with me as being a child of God. And so this is like, this part of the same thing. They're like, wait, this is the same, isn't it the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem? They asked, and didn't he come here? Didn't he come here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priests? Saul's preaching became more and more powerful. Woo! See, even though they remember your past, even though they remember your past life, your ministry is going to get more powerful and powerful just for the fact that they remember who you was, but now God has changed you. God has changed your whole life around. Glory to God. Saul's preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus could not refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. They couldn't refute his proofs. Woo! Glory to God. After a while, some of the Jews, they were so mad some of the Jews plotted together to kill him. These are the people <laughs> that Saul was working for. <laughs> Woo! They was mad. They was mad because they couldn't refute. Oh, oh, he ain't on their side no more. He is on God's side. And now he's speaking against what <laughs> he's speaking against the things that he was speaking for. And now they are so mad. And see, that's what I'm telling y'all on today. The devil is so mad. The devil is so mad that you have came to God's side that he going to keep bringing up your past let him because as he keep bringing up your past glory to god god is going to make you more powerful and powerful in your ministry glory to god because the people is not going to be able to refute the god that's in your life the god that changed your life glory to god and i'm telling y'all y'all better get excited about this word glory to god Woo! and so that's why whoo, the devil through people the devil through people the devil through people will try to kill you. They will try to kill your testimony. They will try to kill your reputation. They will try to kill you. They will try to shut your mouth. But no, the Bible says that Saul preaching kept becoming more and more and more powerful. So you know, oh glory, you just keep doing what God has called you to do. Because like I heard, I think one of my, one of my Facebook or Instagram people say, you don't live in your past no more. Oh no, like the Bible say, old things are passed away. Now all things have become new. You are a new creature in Christ. 
So they may want to stay in your past, but you don't need it no more. And the fact that they keep bringing up your past, God is going to continue to elevate you higher and higher and higher because you are doing his work, because you are genuine, because you are real for him. Glory to God. You have switched sides. See, the devil wished that you would have stayed populating his kingdom. But now that you have came over to the kingdom of God, he mad. He mad that he can't use you as his vessel no more. That you are now a chosen vessel to the nations, to the kingdom of God. Glory to God. So I'm telling you on here, do not be discouraged. Do not let people discourage you. Because the more they talk, the more they plot schemes against you, they will not be able to refute the God in your life. They will not be able to refute the God that changed your life. Glory to God. Oh, no, you are unstoppable in God. So you just continue to go forth in Jesus name. OK, so there's Jews plotting to kill him. <laughs> and that might be some of you, too, that may be in a game. And you decide you want to give your life to God. You no longer, you renounce GD. You renounce the bloods and crips and whatever, all them gangs. And now they want to kill you. God got you. Your ministry is going to be more powerful and powerful. You're going to pull out some young kids, some adults that was held captive or was about to join a gang. So you got to speak the words of God. You have to do whatever God has called you to do. Don't worry about what you did. Don't worry because God is calling you for a great work. He will redeem you. He will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Glory to God. That's what he did for Paul. Now, when I'm telling you, when the people that you was working for get so mad, that means you really doing the work of God. You have changed your life. <laughs> so that will be buddy-buddy with you if you're just talking. But when you live in this word and you talking about it, oh, the devil can't stand you. That's what I'm talking about. Fired up for the kingdom. They were watching for him. These Jews, they was watching for him day and night at the city gates so they could murder him. But Saul was told about their plot. I, that's what I'm telling y'all. God got you. God will even speak to you. He will send someone, send someone to warn you. So you don't never have to worry about the plots of the enemy. So during the night, some of the other believers Lowered him in a large sea. I'm telling you, the believers got you. The true believers got you. Okay? So, during the night, some of the other believers lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the city wall. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers in Jerusalem, but they were all afraid of him. So, he like, Ali, you know what? He just escaped these Jews. <laughs> but then, so, it's like, this is like some of my stories. Like, he just escaped the Jews, the ones he left, the ones that, like, he don't want to be with them no more. But then he comes on the Lord's side, and then you would expect the believers to welcome him. But they was afraid of him because they probably still thinking, oh, this man was arresting us and plotting to kill and all of this. So they were still afraid of him. They did not believe he had truly became a believer. This is what the Bible said. They did not believe. He had truly became a believer. And so this is what I wanted to bring out because I understand even in my life, I never like I didn't fit in with the world. But then when I changed my life for God, it was some and there's still some that don't believe that I'm truly who I say I am, even who I truly 
that I'm truly living life, God, they still some not convinced. And I'm like, who cares? But a lot of times, other people is not that strong. And so I know that God have equipped me um, and helped me so I can help others that have either backslid away from God, left the church, um, or was this particular way in the world, and then now they want to change. God has equipped me to be able to see the Jesus in other people and to see something in other people that they may not see themselves. And so I thank God for coming with being bold and, and just being able to see past what a person is doing or have done because Saul is now a believer. He was preaching already before he got to these believers and he was doing the work of God. God had changed him, but yet some of the believers still didn't believe that he was truly a believer. And I know sometimes like it might can get discouraging. It can might it might can get discouraging when the people that you are around, the people that's supposed to be uh, welcoming you and accepting you with open arms are not always that welcoming and accepting. And what you have to understand is that everybody in the church building, everybody in the church building is not who they say they are, number one. Second, everyone in the church building is all on different levels. And so because of those different levels, like some might not be accepting of you because they can't see it because they may be spiritually weak. So you got to think of a hospital. The church is like a hospital, not the exact thing. You have people of all different kinds all different kind of things going on. You have people that are unbelievers in the church. You have people that just come to church to start mess. You got people that is growing. All of us is growing in the Lord. And so you have to use, you have to not fault the humanity of some people and relate that to who God is and what God has done in your life. Like I knew that God has had drastically changed me from the inside out. I know or knew what God has called me to do. And so regardless of the people that might be, that don't have a close relationship with God, they can't see it. They can't see it. And so you can't, you can't leave the church because of what other people can't see in the spirit. You got to continue to do what God has called you to do. And there will always be like the family the family of God is where you need to be. Just like your family, everybody is not perfect. Some people might get on your nerves. Some people might not encourage you in your family. They might not support you like you want them to do in your natural family. And so the church of God is made up of baptized believers in Christ Jesus. But again, everybody is on different levels. And so if someone has ran you off from the church, well, first of all, if someone's talking negatively about you in front of your face or behind your back, you don't use that to run you out of the church. If the leader is preaching holiness, living holiness, and you come to the leader and telling them certain things and they guided you through it, you don't need to leave that church because of what some other human is doing. You need to be led of God. You need to continue to stay under your leader. But for you to lead a church because of what other people flawed, humans is saying about you 
that is not true, you, that's not right because you said that you are saved. And see, Paul, Paul had someone in his corner, and every time, like God will have some somebody. And I get, I always get encouraged about this because in my own life, I've know this to be true. Everybody is not against you. Everybody is not non-supportive. Everybody is not like that. There is some people that will see that will see that God has changed your life and that will understand somewhat because I got to go reveal the whole thing to them. He revealed it to you because you're the one he called. So, but you will have people that is understanding of who God called you to be and they'll be supportive. They'll see the God in you. They'll see the change. That was Barnabas, I believe. Let me make sure that was Barnabas. That was Barnabas for Saul. So he was like, let me tell y'all what he said. So first of all, they did not believe he had truly become a believer. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus. See, Barnabas. Barnabas was in his corner. He also told them that Saul had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. So see what I'm saying is, it's always going to be a saint of God or some saints that will be able to vouch for you, that will be able to speak up for you and experience um, that you had and the change that had taken place in your life. Because again, we got to remember that Saul was arresting saints. So I was arresting saints and doing all types of things. He was against the saints. So that's why they was afraid and they didn't believe him. But at, at least God had one person in line to be able to explain to them that, nope, Saul has been changed. He has been preaching. He has been doing this. And then, then, then it looked like they was okay then because <laughs> they had a faithful, trusted member to speak up for Saul. Okay. Because it say. So Saul stayed with the apostles and went all around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. So see, then they was okay. He debated with some Greek-speaking Jews, but they tried to murder him. I tell you, Saul had it rough. They tried to murder him. When the believers heard about this, they took him down to Sisera and sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. The church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria and it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord and with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit it also grew in numbers so I'm telling y'all that's why I said at the beginning <laughs> your life is going to change God is going to change your life so much that it's going to be unbelievable at first sight so at first sight even the believers was like I don't know about this. They didn't believe that he truly had changed. But anyway, after Barnabas stood up for him, and uh, and then they, they got along because he started preaching with them and all of that. So it was unbelievable. Because see, I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell y'all, and I'm in this, that you can go from swinging on a stripper pole to, to being a missionary to be a sister in the church to be a usher in the church it would be unbelievable to some people but when god do a great work that's what total transformation is and i'm telling y'all god god is calling y'all on today i don't care what situation that you might be in because again a lot of people might fail to see 
like they fail to see that hey he is a believer too but see this is what i'm saying if you have spiritual discernment you will know the true saints know when somebody have came into the body of christ because I can tell, you don't have to look exactly like me, but I can tell when God has filled you with the Holy Ghost. My spirit connects with your spirit. So that's what I'm saying. Do not be afraid to join the family of God. Don't be afraid to come to the church building, but you need to come to the right church building um, because you need teaching. The Bible says, how can you hear without a preacher? You need preaching and teaching. So you need to come to the uh, church building, a holy church building where the pastor is preaching under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. But I always get encouraged by this story because I'm like one of those people that was like an outcast. They call you black sheep of the family and all of this. The ones that they just don't even believe or they think that will be doing this work of God. But those are a lot of times, those are the ones that God is calling. And so I am, I'm just extending the line out to y'all come to jesus while you still can because he's calling you no matter if you're on that street corner no matter if you're in a gentleman's club no matter if you're in a trap house i don't care where you are at god is calling you to repentance god is calling you because it's time to do the work that he has uh that he want you to do in his kingdom you can be great in his kingdom so it's no way that i want to be great in the kingdom of the devil and spend eternity in hell because it's going to be a reality and you're gonna feel the burn so why would i want to be a king oh uh, you ain't gonna be the king the devil's still the king in his kingdom but why you still you ain't gonna be partying with the devil if you call partying burning up national teeth okay yeah if that's what you call pardon but what i'm saying is in a way you need to be living for the devil you need to give your life to god come to god's side because if you profess to be saved and you still in sin if you profess to be a lover of god and you still in sin you a lie and you working against the kingdom of god and don't let god have to get your attention because you don't know how and what methods he will use to get your attention, but indeed he will. And I do want to inject this. Um, I thank God for my parents too, because when I was in sin and kicking up against the pricks of the Lord, not knowingly, but I mean, I knew I was in sin, but I was working against the kingdom of God. Um, they was praying for me. They would speak, they would tell me words, and they would pray. And they never took up for me in my sin. And that is how the saints of God need to be. I get sick and tired of seeing saints on Facebook or other places. Uh, you can have a girl on there half naked. You got you got saints liking a picture. And God forbid, share it. You got saints liking that somebody that that are that people going on vacations and they're not married. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you know, they stand in the same hotel room going on vacations that's what i'm talking about staying in the same hotel room going on vacation but you got saints liking this stuff god gonna get you ones that's have pleasure that's having pleasure with people that are in sin i don't care if it's your daughter i don't care if it's your son i don't care who it is sin is sin then you got saying liking liking somebody that supposedly get married that is gay it's really not a marriage. That's why I'm saying supposedly. 
That's not love. Because when you love someone, you tell them the truth and you stand on it. But I thank God for my parents for praying for me, for loving me, that didn't take up for me and my sins. But they told me the truth. And they didn't get in the way of some of the bad things that was happening to me because of my disobedience to God. I seen the light. I came to Jesus. I had to come to Jesus me to realize that he really loved me. Because if he didn't, he would have allowed God to snatch me out without warning. But God warned me. He sent warning through my mother. She had visions of things before it happened. It didn't happen to me because I chose to obey the voice of the Lord. And I didn't just come back because of that. It was a point that I wanted to come back, but I was just dragging my feet on coming back. But when she told me a certain dream that she had, I'm like, oh, no, I got to get in a hurry. Forget this dude. No, I love him, but forget it. Obviously, I can't help him. Jesus got to help him. So <laughs> I let that go, and I came to God in a hurry because I loved him and because I'm not about to get my life destroyed staying in sin. No, that devil don't love me. God do. So I was like, no, I got to come back to Jesus so I can live my life for him. And I thank God for how I came back. In time enough to prayerfully help others and pull others out the fire. And I mean, Paul, Paul had an awesome ministry. They call him Saul, they call him Paul. Awesome ministry. He wrote many books in the New Testament that we read today. So that's what I'm saying. Don't you let people discourage you. Don't let no. His ministry was great. He oh, he was one of them bold believers, and I love ooh, I love me some Paul. Don't let people push you down. Don't let people push you out to church because Saul didn't. They didn't even believe he was a believer at first, but he didn't let them, he didn't let them push him out to church. He stayed there and his ministry was powerful. All these, all these churches he was going to. And so I'm telling you, you got to be a light, and God will use you to help bring others to Christ. Pull them, pull them up out the fire. Share your testimony of how God, your testimony of how God delivered you is going to help save so many others. So you got to go forth in Jesus' name. Let God use you. Because it don't matter what background, what your past may be, God will forgive you if you come to him in repentance. Lord, I'm sorry. I realize I am a sinner. I need you to come into my life. I need you to change me from the inside out. I need you to rid me of all these negative thoughts that have been overcoming me. I need you to help me live the life that you want me to live. Now you are ready to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's how you know you got the Holy Ghost. You will begin to speak in tongues. And you will begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. You will begin to speak. And if you are an English speaker, you'll begin to speak in a language, in another language. So I encourage you on today, come to Jesus. You ain't too bad that God won't save. All of us, all of us, sin is sin. All of us was in sin one day, but Jesus came in and changed our life. God loves you, God cares, and he wants to come in and do a great work in your life. No matter what you have done, he will forgive you. That's the love of God. If he can forgive somebody that was trying to kill saints, which was Saul, 
he definitely going to forgive you if you come to him in repentance. There's nothing. There's nobody too hard for God. He loves you. He made you. He know you. Come on to Jesus and let him cleanse you on today. And so I'm going to end this podcast, but thank you all for watching or hearing. And if you don't have a church home, I'm located in Batesville, Mississippi. You are welcome to come join um, come join us uh, in Batesville, Mississippi at the City of Refuge Church, where my pastor is Bishop Calvin C. Wally Sr. And I did want to inject, it don't even matter if you are homosexual. God will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. There's nobody too hard for God. There's no sin. It's, it's God will cleanse you. Come to Jesus while there's still time. Glory to God, because the devil want to keep you in bondage. He'll keep saying, oh, no, you're not worthy. But every sin, every sin, God nailed it to the cross. Come while you still have time. And if you don't know, if you're in a different area than base from Mississippi, feel free to... um. You can message me or however you want to get in touch with me. I may know of a holy church where you are located. So message me and just uh, let me know if you need that information. But I'm here to pray for you. Uh, if you have any questions, message me. Um, I will answer them to the best of my ability in Christ. And so I pray that everyone will have a blessed, blessed day. Peace out.